lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast with Lance and Randall. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Youth Hockey Podcast. We're in strange times here, Lance. Uh, I don't know if uh, we're going to make it through this uh, coronavirus without any more uh, talk, at least a real hockey or hockey talk or something's going to have to change. Yeah, boy, you know, uh, it was a hard month, wasn't it? I got to tell you, I almost started re-watching old games. That's the kind of, you know, where you actually go back through your, I have a YouTube channel where I've posted things and I've never looked at them, never. And now, (laughs) because I have nothing to do, I'm actually beginning to like click on things. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. That's how desperate I've become. Well, I'll tell you, that's probably a good thing. Now, I don't know if you are aware of what the Los Angeles Kings are doing right now, which I find rather humorous. Aren't they doing throwback games or something like that? Or what are they doing? Well, they throw in throwback games. They played like the 1993 game seven against Toronto. But what they're doing, and they're doing another episode tonight, is they completed the season in Xbox simulated games, or NHL 20. So tonight, I think it's Ducks, Kings. But what they do, which I find is neat, not only do they broadcast live, the actual game from the NHL 20 uh, program, but the Kings announcers announced that game. (laughs) They're announcing a game of computer people playing. (laughs) I think it would be better if you had the actual guys that are on the team on the controllers so that you could get mad at them. At least, you know, you could be like, oh, come on, Dowdy. (laughs) What are you doing? You know, right now Uh, it's all computer simulation. It would be much more fun if I could get angry. And I guess that's, that goes for all hockey dads. Isn't it better when you can get angry at someone? Exactly. Always better. Always better. And not so, yourself. And, of course, that would, that would, cause, that would be mean you are way too circumspect. You'd be looking at the world like, oh, I wonder what I am doing to add to this. No, you need to just get angry and focus it on the ice, if at all possible. Um, exactly. So, so, Lance, I have as your topic here today, and you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're talking about uh, – a world without hockey? Say it isn't so. Yes, and that's, uh, uh, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough one, but that it's a realization that we might have to start accepting. There's a world without hockey for the, the short term, and uh, I contemplate that at least where we're at, Randy, in California, they're saying, you know, no organized uh, sports activities, and I know they're talking NHL, NBA, they're saying none of that uh, no gatherings uh, until 2021, potentially. And so well, I got us. Assume- hockey is not that popular in, in California. There's only like five people watching it. So really, don't you think we could get away with it at this point? I mean, how many people are watching youth hockey games? Well, well it depends on the game, right? But what about, and then the other thing I thought about too, I mean, think about this, like, for you know, my, I'm hoping my son's going to play juniors, which gets thousands of people. Now, what happens when like California and Washington or California and New York are closed, but some of the other states are open? Well, they can't travel, right, and play in those states. And do they even want people from those areas coming in and potentially bringing something with them? So um, I just wonder uh, from USA Hockey all the way down to the Valencia 
and the bears and the kings and the ducks, what they would do if there was a mandate that says that no hockey till January of 2021. I don't have any guidance on that, my friend, but I can tell you that uh, if things start opening up, I mean, just like in my mind, and by the way, everyone has an idea about how long this will last, how long it should last, who the idiot is that thinks differently than them. Uh, if you look at the internet, uh, basically, if you do not follow the exact prescription of the person who just posted uh, something, you are a idiot that should be locked up and probably social distanced out of existence. So I'm not telling you what I, th yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying when it should happen. I'm just saying that we as a group of people uh, tend to overreact. And if we think that it's really dangerous, we go crazy to try to mitigate that danger. And if we think that it's getting better, I think we will go equally crazy to try to normalize society. So what you saw, remember that week when everything shut down and oh my God, the world's fall, you know, the sky's falling and stuff like that. What I believe if humans are the way I think they are, and who knows if they are, uh, that when the time comes to open up, it will be a mad rush to open everything up as soon as possible. Now, I'm not saying this is a good idea, by the way, just to uh, clarify, and so I don't get people that, that say hateful things towards me and, and my pet dog, uh, my dog, Bear. Uh, but uh, I do believe that there will be a rush to open everything that is almost equal and in, 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 con in counterbalance to the rush to close everything. Right. I don't know. It's going to, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, I'm just thinking forward, even like July, August, and say practices start opening. I think to myself, am I going to be comfortable with my son going into a locker room with a bunch of kids uh, who I don't know where they've been, what they've touched, how they're, you know, how, how they're addressing and, and reacting to all this. Do I want my kid exposed to them, you know? If you're talking about a 16-year-old and what they've touched, uh, you know, it's like bathroom stalls, it's like their nose, the the light, you know, uh, they probably stuck their hand in a gutter uh, because they saw something cool down below it. There is nothing a 16-year-old's hand has not touched. So at this point, whatever you're thinking, it's much worse than you think. That kid will bring home, I don't know if cholera is still around, but he could bring home anything uh, as a kid. But I know what you're saying. It's not easy to, uh, to, to figure out. When I say that I think everything's going to rush to open, it doesn't mean I think it's a great idea. I just think that people are kind of strange in the way they, they you know, uh, not strange. People are people, and we tend to race to the next conclusion as quickly as we can. And it's not always the best one, but it seems to be a fairly consistent thing that we do uh, as people. So... Yeah, you know, I think, you know, you listen to the news every day and it talks about how the world we live in is changing and out of need, it's changing. And, you know, I think at least for the next six months, the world of hockey that we once lived in is going to change. I think there's going to be a lot of, I mean, I think over the next six months at a minimum, the way um, the, the successful kids approach their training is going to be evolved immensely because like I said, I mean, my kids haven't been on the ice in at least a month. And so they are having to find new and better ways 
to maintain that level that they were at uh, just doing strictly driving, you know, rollerblades, yeah. skating on the street, doing jogging, doing all these other things to keep, uh, to keep themselves, uh, uh, I guess, in shape. So okay, it is so a changing what, world. What would it mean for you if your kids lost an entire year of hockey? I'm not trying to make everyone out there misty-eyed, but what would it mean to you, Lance, if your kids had to give up a year? It would be torture. I would be, uh, I mean, what would, as it is already, I'm already bored. Uh, how many drives can I take to Ojai in a, in a year? I don't know. You know? Uh, I guess if there's no hockey, I, I'm probably going to be uh, going somewhere just in the safety of my car because uh, we got to get out of the house. I go stir crazy and I got to get that fresh air and uh, uh, it would be hard. I mean, but how about your kids? How would you bond with them? Because obviously a lot of hockey dads out there are, you know, because your, your topic is a world without hockey. So how would you plan on bonding with those kids that you've bonded over hockey for all these years? Is there anything that you have in the back of your mind that you're thinking, this is what I as a dad have to do if I'm not going to have that outlet? You know what? I mean, I think that we as a family have bonded incredibly and i would expect that it continues and you know at first i thought that our bonding was unique to us until i started watching like instagram and TikTok, and suddenly started realizing that everyone seems to be migrating to the same direction that we are and that is very quickly um we we started cooking together as a family and now, you know, we're making homemade pizza, homemade pigs in blankets. My one son makes cookies, I think, almost every night with a new recipe. And uh, so it's great because it's definitely brought us a lot closer. And, and Randy knows my boy, so he'll probably be shocked that I tell him that they've cooked dinner for us every night. No, that's awesome, incredible. man. Incredible. Well, what do you, do you think it'll last an entire season, though? Okay, we, we're bonding over cooking for a month. Uh, I didn't think, by the way, when we've got into hockey, I did not think that hockey would be a center point of our, one of the center points of our lives. I didn't think, oh my goodness, we're going to be planning things around hockey games and hockey practices and all the hockey tournaments that we do, and you do more than we do. So do you think that the cooking is going to last, or do you think you're going to have to, um, uh, you know, with those active kids, are you going to have to get out and hike with them or I, I don't know honestly I'm just asking the, uh, the the silly questions because I'm wondering what I'm gonna do to fill time uh, sometimes and I'm wondering if you have plans well right now uh, the plan has been and I think we're gonna keep it up is they rollerblade for hours at a time and I get out there I like to get out there with them and participate and and uh, make passes to them and, uh, you know, they do give and goes with me standing there in my sneakers. And uh, again, and that's just more bonding time, but that lets them get all that energy out. Can I take a guess here? Can I take a guess? Do you mind? Sure. You're the give and they're the go. <laughs> that would be a good guess. That's what I was thinking. Cause I don't go that fast anymore myself. So I was, just, I, and I was wondering, I didn't think maybe you would, you would go as fast either. Okay, no, I just stand there and throw the puck to them, and they do some moves, some fancy moves, and take and some shots. Kids. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and and I mean, if you were asking me how long do I think this is all going to last, boy, um, 
uh, until, as, as, as they said on the news too, it's, it's, until there's a vaccine to keep us all safe, I mean, I think the world's going to be different. Uh, I think you're respects. probably right, my friend. I think you're probably right. Um, we are looking at July is when we're looking at going uh, to a hockey camp. Uh, and I'm hoping that, uh, that the rinks are open by July because we, we signed up for a hockey camp like six months ago, you know, before any of this started. And it is my, you know, I, I don't think uh, that it's likely, but I'm hoping that uh, by the time July, the middle of July comes around, uh, we'll be able to hit that camp and have the kids skate. Yeah, and see, I think, like you said, I think it's more of a optimistic because, yeah. like in my work, they've already, they were talking about the fact that if you go back to work, there has to be social distancing at work. You got to wear masks at work. Um, you know, everyone's got to be tested. You can't come in if you have, if you have some type of ailment or a fever. So can you imagine hockey? Or, okay, are the players going to wear masks? How do they social distance <laughs> On the ice? Um, well, certainly not in a checking league. You're not going to social distance there. I, I don't even know at that point. That's, that is a hard question. Yeah, it's just a hard time that we're all going through. And, uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's important. Everyone stay safe, follow the rules, and it'll be over uh, quicker than they think if everyone follows the rules. I mean, imagine a world, Randy, yes. where they had you go out, stock up on – or even helped you stock up on a month's worth of groceries and food to sustain. And then everybody went into their houses and never, and didn't leave for 30 days, not even to go to the grocery store, anything. And then you would suspect that the virus would come, go, and uh, it would be over, but that's not the world we live in. You know? Yeah. I was about to say, I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, that there are too many kids out there that uh, think they're invincible. There's too many adults out there that don't buy into whatever everyone tells them to do. There are too many, you know, also just small things. There are mistakes that are made. You know, there, there are people that just don't notice that they've done something wrong. You know, some of them are totally innocent. I, I, I don't like to get um, too judgmental about the people who are um, a little more lax than, than others, but I agree with you that it, it, it's, it's very hard to be in that strict group. Uh, and those are the people that are probably pulling most of the weight in society right now. So, you know, uh, kudos to everyone for, for doing what they can. And, um, and hockey is uh, obviously the, the, the last thing that, uh, that you are worried about, but it's also, you know, kind of one of the interesting things that keeps uh, family together, at least uh, our family, is athletics. And so it's, it's nice to have that as a fallback. To plan the athletics means that everything's back to normal, that everything's happy, that the kids are safe, you know. And so hopefully in that vein is the way we're approaching this. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so do you mind if I go, I can... on to my, go on to my topic? Yes. Or, do you, or have you finished what you wanted to say about a, a world without hockey? <laughs> Yes, a world without hockey is a bleak place. Okay, okay, but you're you're gonna you know the, your kids will do fine, and, and I think everything will uh, will be fine in the Alexander household. So keep your chin. Yeah, we will all make it through. Okay, my topic today is about uh, people who are afraid that their kids are getting left behind. Um, obviously, a lot of kids are not going to be on the ice anymore uh, unless you live in Antarctica or uh, what southern Venezuela uh, or not or Argentina. 
or somewhere in the southern hemisphere that has ice uh, during this during our summer, during June, July, uh, your kids are not going to be skating. So, Lance, what the heck do you do in order to keep them from getting left behind? I mean, what uh, I hear the uh, the roller skating and things like that, but is there anything you can do to simulate or stimulate their ability to understand? Um, the hockey game, gameplay, uh, uh, getting further in, in understanding what they need to do when they get back to the ice. Is there a way to kind of bridge the gap between uh, their hockey maturity without getting them out on the ice to do it? Yeah, so I would recommend two things. The first is, as you said, you started doing just out of pure boredom, is watching game tape. I'm sure there's plenty of game tape for, I, I mean, I have hours and hours and hours of game tape of my kids. I'm sure you do too, as other parents do. Um, watch game tape. You know how much they can learn. I mean, you know, I know coaches said, you know, you can tell a kid till you're blue in the face about the decisions they're making, but for them to actually see it is, is means a lot. So number one, I would, watch game tape and, and review it with them and see what you did right, what you did wrong, uh, and how, you know, just increase your hockey IQ. Uh, the second thing I would, you know, go ahead. You were gonna say no, no, I, I was like, yeah, no, I mean, because that's really <laughs> the point. I don't think you can increase your, your body agility to the same level without the, you, you know, without the balance on skates and stuff like that. I do think that, you know, you can, you can, uh, somewhat simulate it through rollerblades and things like that. But I do think the uh, the mind is a place where kids can. And, you know, they're all maturing, right? So this is a place where kids still are ready to pick up a lot of stuff, a lot of information, even though they aren't on the ice. Right. The other thing I was going to say is, which I think a lot of kids still are, are struggle with, is doing these true, honest appraisals of where their game is at and where it needs improvement. And there's plenty of things I think that you could do <coughs> off the ice, excuse me, um, to at least try to start to address that. I mean, if you're not a strong stick handler, get it out there every day now. You know, you've got nothing but time. Get it out there and, and stick handle. You know, even with a, a hockey ball, uh, or a golf ball out in your in your garage or in the front front of your house, it's gonna it's gonna help you. You know, if if you don't have a, a lot of you know power uh, on your skates, where your quick start uh, or just your overall speed. There's so many exercises I've seen that help build those muscles, and and I've been told in the past too that hey, you know, the speed of a player all begins at gym. It's not about skating every day. Uh, you know, it's one part technique, but there's a lot of it has to do with the muscles. And right, the and how explosive you, you are, yeah. Exactly. There's a ton of explosion drills that you have to do. You don't do them on the ice. You do them in a gym. So I think there's – I think be honest with yourself, be critical of yourself, and work on those areas that, uh, that I'm sure there's plenty of exercises that you can work on to improve some of your weaknesses, you know. And I think this is also a place where we could ask the community. I mean, are there coaches out there that are um, that are getting in touch with their hockey players and giving them things to do? I mean, I know we have a lot of uh, um, uh, uh, people that are helping out um, with my son's education because he's not in school. Um, 
are there coaches out there that are providing kind of a hockey um, uh, background and training and telling them what to do and what what the individual uh, needs for for that player is? Because one thing you were talking about was you know identifying what you're not good at. I some kids aren't as some kids aren't brilliant at that. You know what I mean? They need another voice. They need another set of eyes to get that. I wonder if this is the time for some of the coaches to uh, look at creating kind of online communities that, uh, that will help their teams or their individual players with, uh, with those gym exercises or those, uh, you know, uh, those uh, rollerblade, um, um, you know, simulations, whatever you're going through in order to make them a better player. Well, you know what, I'll tell you, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of them. And if they're not reaching out to you, <clears throat> you should uh, reach out to them because uh, I know yeah, myself. No, I, that's, that's a, by the way, and this was uh, obviously, it's not, not something Landis and I planned. Sometimes uh, we sit around talking about hockey for hours, right? <laughs> Lance? Right. We talk around about hockey for yeah, yeah, literally hours. And exactly. so some of our conversations just kind of like we we get started and we're like, oh yeah, that would be good if we. And you know, not all of them are gems, but uh, sometimes I think uh, we get on uh, on uh, onto things that uh, that parents, um, uh, you know, as parents, it's what we want. So you know, um, sometimes uh, I think they work out for the kids because we're the ones looking out for our kids. Uh, certainly more than anybody at any rink is, you know, we, we care about them morning, noon, and night, not just when they're on the ice. Right. So, so what yeah, would like you, said, uh, so reach out to their coaches and what would you ask Lance, if you were, if you were doing that? I would ask him simply what, uh, you know, what are different things that I can work on? And if you have different programs, because what I was going to say for, for, for us, uh, like four or five of the coaches that we've either played for, uh, or have uh, interacted with in the past have all reached out to me with uh, with these uh, weekly, daily, weekly workout plans saying your, your kid should be doing this, your kid should be doing that. So these coaches are still out there trying to add value. And I think if you are one of those who haven't been approached by one of your coaches, call and ask them, say, hey, look, you know, I want to keep my kid in game shape. I want him ready to hit the ice uh, full speed the day they open everything up what things can i be doing today to prepare for that day so he's ready just so i know but this has just hit me you know like how many dads do you think are waiting for south dakota to open up just so they can fly out to south dakota and get their kid on the ice <laughs> literally i mean how what, give me give me a, what number out there of people do you think that that are just waiting for like one crazy state to like say, okay, we, we're open and be like, okay, we're all going there. Get, get, pack the kids skates. We're headed to, I don't know, Maine or Colorado, Idaho. I don't care. The kids can skate. What do you think? Exactly. Half the state, right? <laughs> you probably, by the way, if, if, what would that be? 22 million. If 22 million Californians suspiciously book uh, plane tickets to Idaho the day after all the rinks open up, you know what it's about. Exactly. It's not vast. It's not the beautiful Idaho, uh, you know, countryside. It's not the uh, tourism. It's just the ice. The ice is open. Go. 
Could you imagine showing up there and there's a line like a mile long? You have to stand in line to get into the ring. Right, by the way, this is a perfect uh, hockeyumentary. We're going to start our own hockey hockey documentary, and it's about kids looking for ice in the uh, in in times when everything's locked down. I'm ready for that, my friend. Uh, just get we'll get a camera uh, as soon as Idaho opens up. I think, and I don't even know the governor of Idaho, but I'm going to start. I'm I'm going to start. Uh, um, what is it? Lobbying. I'm going to start lobbying for uh, him to open up the ice just so I can see how many Californians book a ticket to get their kids on the ice. Well, I can tell you, Randy, I could see your documentary now with your son sitting there with a That's bunch a of young documentary. kids. It's a hockeymentary. Thank you very much. In your hockeymentary, your son's going to be sitting there with a bunch of middle-aged kids, and he's going to be saying, you know, when I was your age, you could skate on the ice anytime you wanted. That's right. You didn't have to book a reservation six months in advance. Stealing ice. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. I'm 12. I make it all the way to three o'clock in the morning. That's the only time I can get. <laughs> okay, my friend. Well, that's, uh, that's all I had for, uh, for mine. I, I just uh, wanted to see, you know, um, you know how, it, uh, how it made people feel and whether they thought their kids were getting left behind how it changed the routines of kids. I guess I didn't really touch upon that as much, um, but I'm sure the routines, I mean, these are really good athletes out there. They had a lot of athletic routines that have been uh, really put in the back burner for right now. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that are trying to figure out what their kids should and should not do. Um, and that's not always related to hockey, just keeping them out of trouble, keeping them uh, excited about what's coming next in life and all those kind of things. So I got a question from you uh, from Point Roberts, and they ask, why, Lance, do you only broadcast once a week? I'm bored, and without any live hockey, uh, I want to know what parents in another city are doing for hockey. Uh, why do you only broadcast once a week, Lance? Because uh, it was my understanding that once a week is all people could stomach of us. Uh, actually, it's too much uh, for most. But, uh, yeah, I guess, the, I guess Point Roberts has got a real a strong stomach. Uh, that's all I can say. Yes, to have, we should have him talk to the guy from Michigan. Yeah, there's a guy from Michigan that really, really hates, uh, not Lance, but hates me. Uh, thank you, by the way. Shout out to you, guy from Michigan. Uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, and I understand. Uh, by the way, Michigan, don't think you've like, found something new. There are plenty of people that don't like me. Right, Lance? Exactly. Thank you, Lance. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so once a week is uh, the most you can do and most people can stomach. I, I, I think uh, once a week uh, is just enough to get Lance uh, motivated, uh, get him focused, uh, and get his sagely advice uh, uh, down uh, without, without burdening him. He's got another job. You know, you know Lance has got a, a full slate of things to do every day. Uh, and then he, yeah. just takes, he takes a little time off for hockey uh, with me every once in a while, and the rest of the time he's, he's uh, supporting a family. But thank you very much, Point Roberts. Uh, next one, Calabasas. Is there a way to get better mental preparation for the sport? Uh, can you, uh, how do you get the mental reps in? Wow. Um, well, I think uh, probably, like I said, watching video and analyzing. I, I think the mental side of the game is really uh, being open to, and you had even talking about this, about how this isn't a strong suit for some people, but I think the mental side of the game, you gotta be really open to watching yourself and constructively criticizing yourself and really trying to build a plan of how do I get better? What am I doing uh, 
right and what am I doing wrong? Now, those who are doing, uh, you know, the, the, the things that you do well, you know, you want to maintain that, but you really, to be a, a, a better player, you really need to focus on the things you don't do well. And so, and that takes mental toughness to be able to sit there and, uh, and think to myself, you know, look, I got to be honest, I don't do that good. I need to do better. Lance, do you, mind if I, uh, do you mind if I do a thought experiment? Sure. Okay. As a podcaster, what do you think you don't do well and you need to get better at right now? I mean, what do you need to practice? Uh, gathering my thoughts quickly as you throw stuff at me. Ah, oh, you're so smart. That was excellent, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you noticed that, but he took one of my uh, 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 comments and just made it, he threw it right back at me, right back at me. <laughs> um, uh, you know, um, I myself, uh, I think uh, as a better podcaster, uh, I could get, um, you know, just a better, smoother voice. I've always wanted to have that, you know, that kind of... Uh, I don't know that. Kurt kinda, Sandoval voice. Oh, Kurt Sandoval voice. That's exactly right, dude. You knew exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I wish I had that kind of. Okay, sports fans, let's all go to you know that kind of thing. I I just don't have it. You know, I've always been more uh, a fan of natural, anyway. You know. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, and uh, by the way, it, you can have natural, cool voice, but uh, that's what I mean. I don't want to be well, a bit like, true. hey, let's all go to the uh, get ourselves some hockey. I don't want any of that. I want something cool that I like just comes out of my mouth naturally. And uh, I certainly could, could like work on that, you know, a kind of natural cadence that fits, uh, fits podcasting better. So by the way, so, you know, on that mantle side of the game, I just thought that I was just thinking that, you know, what's the, probably the most important thing is that uh, if you're a player in the game and you want that mental toughness, I think you really need to look at the game as a business and don't take anything personally. You have to, and that's what's gonna make you mentally tough. So when things go bad, don't take it so personally. You know, it's a business, you gotta work through it. You gotta come up with, uh, uh, you know, like those you curveball, you gotta come up with uh, how to deal with it and how to move on. And that's how these successful, uh, you know, businessmen uh, out there, uh, got to those levels is, you know. Can I, uh, can I pose a counterpoint to you though? Sure. Well, my kid, uh, I asked him, you know, like, what's the most fun thing? Uh, and, um, you know, cause we were talking about hockey and I was like, what's, what do you, what, you know, you're out there. What's the, what's the most fun you ever have? And he goes, scoring a goal, dad. And I was like, wow, scoring a goal. It's like, you know, you're right. It's a, it's a big deal. Uh, but like in life and he's like, no, no, scoring a goal is the best thing that can happen in my life. You know, like anything, you know, like, even, right. like wow. yeah, so, I know. I, so, I mean, it, how do you treat that like a business when your kid looks at you at those innocent eyes and, and, and I said, well, well, you know, what do you like to do? How do you like your hockey this year? And he goes, oh, dad, I just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I just love it when I score a goal. I'm like, oh yeah. But like when you're not on the ice, you know, like what's, what's the, what's the best thing you, you could do? And he's like, no, no. Scoring a goal is the best thing that happens in my life. And you're just like, I don't know if that could be businessed up. You know what I mean? How do you, how do you turn that into a business? Well, you know how you change his focus and tell him, boy, you know, uh, wait till you're older and you meet a girl. I think those attitudes are going to completely change. Ah, that's true. But I don't like ruining his dreams, my friend. Those are his dreams. <laughs> you should see his little eyes, his little eyes looking up at you. Anyway, 
Um, I, I've got a character. I hope you don't mind. Uh, will you indulge me for a character before we uh, yes. sign off on episode 15? Okay, youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com is our email if you'd like to get a hold of us. And uh, we will close out uh, this uh, edition with uh, a character that I think Lance is going to like, uh, but uh, I think I'll like it better. Uh, go, go ahead, Lance. Tell me something about your kid. Uh, let's see. Uh, in the game last night, he had two goals. Oh, that sounds great. God, uh, uh, little, little Billy uh, had uh, three goals uh, in a game yesterday afternoon. So, uh, you know, three goals. And I didn't want to say this, but also an assist. So that's four points. That's pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, uh, my son was invited down to, to try out for the AAA team down, uh, down south. To try out. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Billy's actually uh, been invited to, to to join the team. Yeah, they didn't even. They said they didn't even need to see him. They they'd seen enough. Uh, so yeah, well we might see you on that team then. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I know we're going to be on that team, but I don't know if you're going to be on that. Right. Team. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. No problem. Uh, well, let's see. Hey, how about? Uh, I was just looking at those unofficial rankings, and my son and his team are ranked like in the top 20 in the nation. Wow, that must feel good to be on a double-A team that's ranked in the top 20. You know, Billy's triple-A team is not ranked in the top 20. It's like 24, and uh, it's triple-A. But, you know, I mean, I think you should feel very good about the double-A. You're in double-A, you're, you're doing – you know, right, right. I know what you're doing. Uh, anyway, I hope you're having a great time down there. I mean, there, whatever you want to call it. Anything so now, else? I take a guess. Anything else your kid's doing uh, that, that uh, you're really proud of that you'd like to tell me so that I can say that my kid's doing it better? <laughs> my kid skates three hours a day. Oh, that's interesting because my kid skates four and a half. And he does it with a <laughs> skating coach that used to be working with Crosby. <laughs> I mean, I'm not so trying can I to take my guess. Go ahead. The character. Go ahead. Guess uh, the character. It's the the one up dad who's always does something a little better than you. Exactly, my friend. It is one up dad. One up dad cannot possibly listen to something you have to say without chiming in about how his kid did it better. It doesn't even matter. Like honestly, one up dad, you can be like, hey, my kid just got a got a pretzel at the at the uh, at the. The, you know the snack, snack shop yeah snack bar and his kid will have just gotten a cinnamon cinnamon sugar pretzel you know what i mean he'll be like oh you like pretzels plain yeah yeah we got the cinnamon sugar kind it just came out of the oven you're like god damn it is there anything one up dad can't, doesn't have over on me <laughs> that is funny. yeah exactly anyway uh lance as usual it is delightful hearing your wisdom uh i i i know you are safe with your family and and talk, tucked up and, uh, and locked up safe. But uh, make sure you stay that way, my friend. Uh, uh, the, uh, the hockey world, uh, even as we, we, we drop these uh, silly little, you know, uh, diversions, we know that the real world out there is about 100 times, 100,000 times more important than the hockey world. Um, we just reach out to you guys uh, who are listening because uh, I know that you also – uh, love the sport so much that uh, when it's time to enjoy hockey again, we'll be right there next to you in the stands. Do you have anything left to, left to say, Lance? Nope, just uh, stay safe. Uh, listen to your governors and follow their protocols, and we'll all get through this. Yeah, and whoever that guy is from Michigan that uh, said all those mean things about me in that email, Lance, what would you like to tell him right now? 
What would I like to tell? I'd say, hey, back off from Randy. He's a good guy. Thank you so much, Lance. I'm glad you defended me. Listen to this guy. Is there anything he can't do? Youth Hockey Podcast, uh, episode 15 in the books. Thank you.